This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Cities across the country are investing in a new kind of public restroom. They're sleek, accessible, and have our city's name pasted on the side. I mean, everyone is literally taking a dump on Portland these days, but if that doesn't sound familiar, maybe you should get to know the Portland Lou. Today on CityCast Portland, our lead producer, John Notoriani, went deep into the history of the Portland Lou. He's excited to share what he's learned about our city's most underappreciated export. It's Monday, November 6th. I'm Julia Fiaoni, in for Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. John, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. It's fun to be your guest, Julia. (laughs) It's fun to be your host. (laughs) Okay, so you pitched this episode idea very enthusiastically a few weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why did you want to talk about the Portland Loo in the first place? It's so funny. Like here at CityCast, we're a part of a network of shows in other cities, right? And I had some of my colleagues from places in like Philadelphia and Boise asking me about the Portland Lou. And I didn't really know much about it. It was sort of (laughs) vaguely aware of it. But there are all these headlines that are happening in other cities around the country that's like the Portland Lou comes to San Diego. And like, I did a bit of uh, just really quick Googling. Like, Julia, just this year, these are the stories that have had headlines about the Portland Loo coming to their city. Like, check this out. Anchorage, Philadelphia, New York, Boise, San Diego, Phoenix, Charleston, Reno. Like, I could just keep going. It is (laughs) everywhere. But like, we're not really paying attention to it here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also just think public bathroom access is a real big problem in oh, a lot yeah. of places. You know, I, I think we saw this a lot during the pandemic when it was like, oh, crap, now that all these restaurants and bars and public places have shut down, it's just really hard to find a place to go out in public. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I saw this stat that the United States has only eight public toilets per 100,000 people. That's according to this report by this British company, QS Bathroom Supplies. So like, we need more bathrooms out there. Yeah, trying to picture 100,000 people in eight washrooms is a really scary visual and sounds just like a bad time. (laughs) I think I've been in that dive bar bathroom. It is not not pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking back now just... um, at peak COVID times a couple of years ago, uh, when I was in Toronto, I remember coming to that realization that, hey, if I'm going to go on a little mental health walk, I have to plan using the washroom before I go. 
because there is no way I'm going to find anywhere to go in the city. And, and similar to Portland and other cities in the U.S., Toronto just has no access to public washrooms really anywhere. And there were some really dire situations I found myself in. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's interesting to think about like what constitutes a public space, right? Oh, yeah. You know, because like the restaurant on the corner, like it might have a bathroom you can use, but it, at the end of the day, it is a private space and, you know, they are welcome to let you use it or not use it at their discretion. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for anyone who hasn't seen one of these things, what are they exactly? You know, it's funny because I bet a lot of people have seen them, but didn't really notice what they were. They, they sort of look like these big stainless steel storage kiosks. Um, there's about 22 of them across the Portland area right now. Um, they're made by Madden Fabrication. It's this company that is in Northwest Portland. Um, and they say they have a coating on them that makes it easy for them to be cleaned. And, and they're kind of like sort of open air, you know, mm -hmm. like there's grates at the top, there's grates at the bottom, but they're super minimal stripped down. There's like a toilet and like some hand sanitizer and like, that's about it. And that's the whole idea that they're supposed to be really cheap to make, um, you know, uh, a normal public bathroom can cost up to $500,000 to make. Sometimes they can be way more expensive than that. But the whole pitch on the Portland Lou is that their base price is about $145,000. Mm, okay. Do you know if these are open 24 hours all the time or does it vary on location? I mean, they're designed to be open 24 hours a day. Um mm. You know, I, I think we'll we'll get into it a little bit more later when we start talking about how they actually get implemented. It's up to each city to decide how often they want to keep it open, you know? Gotcha. So personally, I've seen these around myself, but I haven't uh, taken the chance in using one. <laughs> Have you used one of these in your research? Yes, I did. I, I, <laughs> I went on a mission to use one. I looked at the locations around Portland. And the first one that I went to was occupied. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I didn't want to like bother and wait for the guy. And I knew that there was another one like a half mile away. <laughs> so I found my second Portland Lou in the Pearl District. Um, it kind of just like if you've ever been to like a parks bathroom, it kind of has that sort of feeling, right? Yeah. And since it's open air, you really do feel like the air going by at your legs and above your head. <laughs> What's that like? It, like you do sort of feel like you're more in public <laughs> than <laughs> you actually are. You know, you can like hear the sound of the city all around you. That's funny. You know, and but they are like really heavy duty too. Like their marketing materials say they're designed to withstand 140 mile per hour wind gust. So like, <laughs> yeah, super stripped down, super bare. Um, I will say I didn't actually sit on it. Mm. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. Okay, so it, it's almost like you alluded to some sort of like Portland Lou map. Is this something you can search on Google Maps or Apple Maps and they show up? How do you locate them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the Portland Lou's website, mm. it has a map of the whole country. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, they're in 17 states across the country right now. Okay. And um, I actually talked with a uh, Christopher Ball, who is a, a project manager and a sales guy at the company that produces them. He was very proud to tell me that they have one in New Zealand as well. Wow. So if you happen to find yourself in New Zealand, you could use a Portland Lou <laughs> as well. It's like a global Portlander tourist destination. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're talking about how the Portland Loo even came to be in our city. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to know where this idea came from to start. Like, how did the Portland Lou come to be? It's a funny story because it is really such a Portland story. Like, this whole thing got kicked off because of this guy, Randy Leonard. I think a lot of people who've been around Portland for a bit might remember him as a city commissioner. Um, But back when he was in charge of the Portland Water Bureau, he really got into this idea about there were all these people that were complaining about two things. Um, One, the homeless population in Portland, perennial problem and them not having a place to go. But it was also a question about, you know, in the aughts, there was a lot of visitors, there was a lot of tourism beginning to happen in the city, and they didn't have places to go either. So he got a group together to sort of come up with a design for a super durable, like low-cost, easy-to-maintain public bathroom. And Mm. they got together and made this design and called it the Portland Lou and installed the first one in 2008 in the city. Uh, And it was kind of a big deal, you know, to the point where pretty quickly the city, which owned the patent on this thing, started selling them to other places. And so that's when they started getting exported to like other cities across the country. But then like after that, there was also this whole like scandal of a lawsuit involving the Portland Lou. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Which like I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but. You know, there was this basically like a a ratepayer lawsuit against the city um, that was saying that the city council had misspent water and sewer funds on all these programs that were not actually authorized. Mm-hmm. That the city was misappropriating water and sewer money for like these pet projects that had nothing to do with the mission of the water and sewer department. Essentially, there was like, you know, they were accused of like $17 million worth of spending that was not related. Um, That eventually got whittled down by a judge. But at the end of the day, the judge did rule that like $1.3 million had been spent on like developing and building these loos and that that was not authorized and the city had to repay it. So, you know. At the same time, the city was in charge of marketing and selling these restrooms across the country. Which feels strange to me. Which is super weird that the city (laughs) is like selling bathrooms to Boise and like, you know, Canada. Um, So sort of around the same time, the city decided to get out of the business of being a Portland Loo sales bureau. It's probably a good call. Probably a good call. Got Um, a lot of other stuff to deal with. Yeah. I'm going to say other shit to deal with, but... Other shit to deal with. So so they did eventually, you know, around the same time, they transferred the responsibility of selling and marketing these restrooms back to the manufacturer, which is Madden Fabrication. Um, but Portland owned the patent. Portland still gets a cut 
of every loo that gets sold across the country mm. and around the world. Like even today, every time that Madden Fabrication goes out and sells a Portland loo, Portland gets 8% of the profit from it, you know? And, and, and they're selling them. Like I said, I talked with Christopher Ball. He was very excited to tell me that this week, uh, Anchorage, Alaska is looking at buying upwards of 30 Portland loos. And like, the city's going to get a cut. You know what? Good for Portland. <laughs> Good for Portland. Good for Anchorage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've mentioned that Portland loos are not only across the country, but also in other countries. How have they been received generally? Like, what are people saying about them? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, there there's a lot of headlines about them. And I think it's like a really easy civic pride thing for leaders to be like, hey, we're doing mm. this investment in infrastructure and it's going to help people and it's cheap and it's great. So there's a lot of just like rah, rah, celebrating the Portland Lou headlines. But at the same time, there is a fair amount of blowback against them in certain places too, because... Anytime that you create new infrastructure that is like deeply public, in a lot of cities, there becomes a concern about how it's being used by the homeless population, you know? Mm -hmm. And from the very beginning, this has been a question about the Portland Loo. It's a private space that you can go into in a public place. So, of course, there are concerns about drug use. There are concerns about like illegal activity in them. Um, they do have blue lights installed in them that are okay. designed to make it harder to use drugs. Oh. Um, but like, you know, there are still plenty of headlines of of take it with a grain of salt for how much accuracy there is about this. But like, you know, in 2016, residents near the Portland Loo in San Diego called it a magnet for crime and homelessness. Um, and they did actually end up removing it for a certain amount of time. Um, also in 2014, here in Portland, there was a National Geographic documentary that had featured video of two people smoking meth at the Portland Loo down by the Tom McCall Waterfront Park. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I, I don't think that you can discount how important these things are to the houseless community. You know, there, there was a survey that was done in 2017 here in Portland, surveyed about 550 homeless people. One of the questions it asked them was how they find access to restrooms, you know? Um, it said about 40% of them used bathrooms in places like City Hall, libraries, the sort of like standard public restrooms that we think of. But about a third of them were using the Portland Loo. Yeah. And like you think about it, that there is such a question of like privilege when it comes into being able to go into a restaurant and spend $5 on a drink in order to use the restroom. Like we all do that all the time, but there's so many people who don't have that option yeah. because the cities aren't designed for the needs of the homeless population. You know, I mean, and fast forward to today, we're seeing the Wheeler administration building these, these larger homeless encampments and like facilities, you know, bathrooms and things like that are like a major cornerstone of how they're being touted, you know? Yeah. The way that I see it is that everybody needs access to a washroom, right? Yeah. Everyone has to go. Everyone has to go. And in some cases, some people may be using drugs, but you have a guarantee of it being used in a way that it's made to be used and then a potential of it being used in a way that's harmful. I think the benefits outweigh the costs in that regard. No matter the way that you look at it, it's a good thing to have them around as an option. 
Yeah. You know, and like, I will say, like, are these the like tidiest, most pristine restrooms I've ever seen? Probably not. But like in an emergency situation, whether I was someone who was houseless and didn't have access or if I just drank like four cups of coffee and didn't think about it before <laughs> I left the house, like I'm definitely going to be stopping in at one of those Portland loos if I need to. It's 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 a resource. And like, I think it's an important part of living in a city to have access to things like this. Oh, yeah. I think it benefits Portlanders generally. I even think about kids in situations where it's an emergency oh or <laughs> people who are elderly. It's something that is universally beneficial and it may be more of a conversation about upkeep than um, having them accessible to begin with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I even was thinking about it when I was poking around on the map. I was looking at other cities that I visit and like where their Portland loos are. And I think it might be like a little bit of a civic pride thing. I might become like a Portland loo <laughs> tourist when I'm in another town, you know. I'm going to hit the San Diego Portland loo. I'm going to hit the Boise Portland loo and just be like, yeah, we did that. I can see you going viral with this, John. This is – you should write a book. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am on the bathroom beat, yeah, forevermore. This is going to be like my, my claim to fame. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John, for sharing all of your research with us. Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you, Julia. Well, that's all we got for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell your friends all about it? I mean, while you're at it, you might as well rate and leave us a review. I'm Julia Fioni, in for Claudia Meza. We'll be back tomorrow with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. Slim's.